the Listen Podcast. The List 10 Podcast. The Listen Podcast. Listeners to the Listen Podcast. It's great to have you all today on the show. We're going to be talking uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse uh, with my great friend and nephew, Andrew Numbers. Andrew, how you doing? Doing wonderful, Dan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I was excited to have some youth on this podcast. I mean, so far we've ranged from 40 one to 43 years old as far as the guests on the podcast a good range a wide range but uh but you're just youthful we don't have to you don't have to tell your age you're just younger but but still adult enough to know a good movie when it comes across your lap oh, absolutely. Uh, definitely uh, you know spider-man into the spider-verse fantastic movie hands down one of the greatest of the decade and we'll go into why and in all the categories um but before we we drill down into the categories, uh, Andrew, uh, tell me a little bit. Why do you like this movie? What's uh, what? What is this? What? How does this movie do it for you? So for me, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a is a near perfect movie, or about as close as you can get. Um, just, I mean, film as a as a medium is just has so many aspects to it. But I think the the biggest thing you take away when you watch a movie is the way it made you feel. And so for me, this movie, maybe I'm the target audience, but it just, I love the way it, it, it makes me feel. And it makes me, you know, believe in myself and, and feel exciting. And beyond that, it's very, you know, entertaining. It's a, it's a fun story and it's, it's fun to watch. And I think that's just extremely well executed, which is really cool to see. Cause you know, in this day and age, there's a lot of movies that are more motivated, you know, by money and there's, there's cash grabs and stuff like that. But you, when you watch this movie, it's, you can really tell it's a passion project and they did a really good job with the product they came out with. Definitely. I'd agree. Now, it didn't lack for making money, though. It, it, did. Yeah. it made quite a lot. But uh, I, I agree. It's the feelings that make this movie great. Uh, they, they really took the time to take care about the characters and the feelings that that's what carried it was the center of this movie um from the get it was all about getting knocked down and cut getting back up back up again that's what spider-man talked about and then the whole central theme of the movie was miles himself getting knocked down constantly and getting back up again i, I so i couldn't agree with you more you know when i first heard about this movie it was uh it was pitched it was like oh Oh, this is a really good movie and i'm like yeah okay it's a cartoon yeah i'll get around yeah. to it sure <laughs> maybe maybe we'll rent it with my kids or something someday and and then i had some guys my age saw it and and they were like no legit it's good it's like really really good and uh so i'm like okay okay well how good could it be it's still it's still a cartoon and it blew me away like you're talking about the visuals the 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 soundtrack the uh, the storyline, the comedy, everything about it, it, it definitely, it blew me away. And as I was boiling down the um, best movies of the decade, uh, I wasn't, I, I didn't think it would suddenly be in it because I, it, but I wasn't surprised when it, 
when it reached it when it made it into the top 10. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So how, how I, uh, just a recap for, for you and all the listeners, uh, how, how I make, how I made this list was I took all the movies of the decade. Uh, just, just, I honestly, I scanned them all like a list, every single one, <laughs> like, like all of them, just, be like 10, movies. <laughs> yeah, just, just all the, all the ones that actually like made money and were real. And there's plenty that I didn't even glance at the list that went out like top 100 stuff and then i i copied down maybe um 44 of them i wrote down that i just was like i, I really like this movie i could watch it again that's kind of that's kind of how i picked 44 and so of those 44 then i scored them in every category one through five just real quick uh you know just all right uh, you know plot five you know the you know the uh characters four you know just quickly yeah and then added those up got my top 16 basically there, oh, was yeah. a, there was a there was a line there and i'm like all right about 16 and then those 16 i then really dove down and i ranked them one through 16 in every single category so so sometimes it's easy to give us a, a movie a 10 out of 10 with plot but then it's it's harder to say this plot is better or worse than this plot of this movie yeah because they're different you know and and so it really made you just it made me really hunker down and uh put down some numbers and and so it's ranked one through ten when i give something a score you want a high number if i give something a rank you want a low number yeah so rank uh, number one is the best but when i score something like uh one through five then five is the best score so there you go that's the so in the end all you need to know is that tons of numbers went into this and that's why it's a flawless perfectly executed grading system of all the movies perfectly you can't, you can't argue with spreadsheets man all the numbers are put in and it's science and uh it, it's objective it's totally objective <laughs> only or only subjective just, it's no, just yeah, fact. No, which yeah, one it's just subject yeah yeah it's only it's completely um non-biased i mean the numbers i put in were biased but the the outcome of the numbers were unbiased yeah so, math math doesn't lie it so. doesn't it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't you can trust the science and uh and so at the end i actually after it all i didn't know how movies would pan out until i hit the final calculation and at the end i'll tell you where spider-man ranked cool but uh let's let's just let's just jump right into the categories because it's a lot of fun actually before we do that um <clears throat> I did want to give a shout out. Every episode, I've kind of tried to cover other movies within within its genre, and uh, I, I did want to just give a shout out to a handful of animated movies that I thought were good. This that didn't make didn't make the top ten, but uh, and you throw in like Zootopia is probably okay. Great one of the greats of the decade. I can see that didn't didn't make the top ten, but it's a good uh, one. A good a good buddy cop movie. I mean, how do you uh, and kid friendly, you, kid and friendly and <laughs> well done, well executed, good voice actors. Yes, yes. Uh, that was that was that was probably my Frozen. They did good. It, it got old quick, but <laughs> I got to admit, it was fun. It, it was fun at the beginning. Had it success for a reason. Yes, it did. The second we don't even have to go into. But uh, any other animated movies jump out to you? Oh, if you're talking about animated movies of the decade, you have to include How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. one's just, 
incredible just for the music alone probably oh yeah my my uh my youngest listens to that constantly she just super they, good they and then they run around on the couch flying around like they're on a dragon yeah was that in, <laughs> was that in 2010 was that in the decade Feels oh incredible. you know what i didn't check but that might be right on the line Could i think it might be 2011 okay well mm-hmm. good yeah and that was a great movie too mm-hmm. but again a good inspirational fall down get up and all of those we mentioned those those uh animated movies and they were great no doubt mm-hmm. and they should have made the money they made and I, I enjoyed them but they didn't even come close to getting into my top because they just didn't i don't know in the end they they don't have the depth yeah that but somehow spider-man and the spider-verse broke through all that and just had such depth to it and was done so well it uh it made it into the it made it into the top i don't um deservedly so yeah it just and i'm excited to go over all the reasons it, it did with you and and all the fun aspects of it it's a uh, this is this we oh, awesome. will occasionally critique um not critique it in a bad way we'll say what what worked and what didn't but uh this yeah. is a tribute to spider-man where so we're gonna say great things all right now back when i did this um, so just talk about the rewatchability of this. Um, for you, how many, how many times have you seen it? 20 plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say with oh, my kids too. Yeah. 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 I do. I do watch a lot of movies, maybe more than the average person. So, but if a, something grabs my attention, I generally, I will keep, you know, I'll go over, over and over it again. So yeah, I've seen it many, many times. And this is a movie you can walk in at any point and just start enjoying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, I actually, when I just watched it right before we got on this podcast, uh, I the beginning, I was like, I, ha- I haven't really seen the beginning that much because I, I feel like I've, so I've, I've probably seen it beginning to end like only three times, but I've jumped uh, in really? and seen it maybe like 10 times. Like yeah, just I from stopped halfway. in and just watched it. Uh, a bunch of times actually all the movies i've in the top 10 i've i've never seen more than like maybe five times all the way through movies but um i always change them up but i definitely so this this rewatchability it definitely it's it scores well uh it's one that it doesn't get old i think it has a lot to do with um the jokes and the music and the the layers that keeps it fresh it's heavily detailed. So every time I watch it, I notice something new. Oh yeah. Even after I've seen it many, many times, I'll still notice just something that they put in. It's so, so detailed and stuff you might not even realize. Well, what's, what's one of the things that maybe in this last viewing that caught your eye that was different this time. So there was, there was something that I had to dive a little bit deeper into how they did the animation to actually notice it. And once I learned this, I, I was able to pick it out last time I watched it. And they use this animation technique when they animate Miles, which is called animating on twos. Uh-huh. And so they use his, his character and they only change his frame every other frame. So there's usually, you know, 32 frames per second in anima- animation and they only give him 16 frames in, in a second versus when they animate the older Spider-Man, they give him a full 32 frames per second. And what that does is really, really subtly, it gives Miles like a, 
a choppy look in his animation. The way he moves is a little bit more clunky versus the older Spider-Man who's been doing this for years. He just moves really fluidly and really smoothly. And that's something that you would never know if you didn't uh, learn about it, but it's like a really subtle technique they used in the animation itself to give more depth to that storyline to suggest like, hey, this guy's new, he's a beginner where this guy is a pro. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for that really fact. Cool. That's actually, and you know what's cool about that is they didn't just add that technique because they could and they're like, hey, let's try out some cool animation techniques. It 100% played into the character. Mm -hmm, and, definitely. And, and the whole point, everything they, all their decisions in this movie were great because they really wanted you to feel, um, feel the character and uh and his character arc and so that's and his choppiness now did they did they change the choppiness at the end do you know yeah, did so they make him yeah yeah right right in the end when he when he comes to that final scene mm -hmm. um they start animating him on a full um 32 frames per second and it shows <laughs> that he's completed his arc <laughs> ah that's awesome that's and there's that's a bunch great. of other things that do that as well but that's just one of the things they did yeah i um you know, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I caught a few more lines this time when I, my, you know, my, my multiple times through mm -hmm. just, um, <laughs> one of the lines that stuck out and I didn't, I didn't remember it all, but just but when, uh, he stopped at school and someone stops him, you know, this, the security guard or something, he's just, he's like, Hey, Hey, um miles morales and he's just like play damn play dumb and he's just like who's that and he's all not that dumb not that dumb yeah <laughs> says i know you snuck out last night morales i wrote that one down too <laughs> yeah yeah how does the exact line go he says i know you snuck out last night morales and in his head he's like play dumb and he's, he's who's morales <laughs> not that dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah not that dumb beautiful yeah. line i love it yeah that's great exactly so, uh, you know, I'm, since we're talking about the characters, let's just jump straight into the characters. Yeah. So how I, how I did the characters was um, I added the, the lead. I gave the lead a score, one out of five. The support characters, a one out of five. And then the foil, like the bad guy, mm -hmm. uh, a one out of five. And, um, and, and back when I did this, it was a little hard. So I had to go off memory back when I did this whole, this whole spreadsheet. And it's funny ever since I rewatch them and then, and then, and then do these every single time uh, I'm like, Oh wow, that actually was a fantastic lead or a fantastic sport. And I always want to bump up the score. Yeah. And, and on all of them, <laughs> on all of them, on seriously, on all the movies. Well, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I made the right call, but definitely this one. Um, I gave, uh, I gave the lead. So um, you're gonna, I, you're not gonna agree with this, I don't mm -hmm. think, because, and I don't, I don't know how well I agree either because of how much we talked about how great this movie was. Um, the lead, as far as Miles, I gave him a, a three out of five. I don't agree with that. But at the time, I guess he just, when I think of the movie, I wasn't thinking how memorable Miles was. I was thinking uh -huh. about, the um the action the animation and i guess a lot of things overshadowed him when i was thinking back to this movie but when yeah. i watched it again miles actually sticks out more than anything so i would change that but it's interesting that uh that at the time that was um and uh, what uh what i remembered 
Yeah. Um, what how, do you think Miles is a total like five out of five lead, or what would you give Miles? Um, I would have to I would have to give him a, a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just to be honest with you. So maybe maybe split the difference a little bit, but because he he's a, a great character. Um, and it's a character that we've seen, you know, a hundred times over in movies. Right. It's, it's, it's the classic hero's journey, you know, and he comes from, it's been told, you know, many times, I, like Spider-Man itself is a story that's been told many times. And it's, it's the same character. He comes, he's just a normal kid and he becomes a hero. And it's the, the message is that he's just a normal kid. So anyone, anyone could become a hero. That being said, like, it's a, it's really, really effective, you know, way of storytelling. That's why I've, it's it's in so many movies you know he's like a a luke skywalker or you know just any anyone who's a young kid who has to kind of learn the ways and eventually grows into their own um that uh that being said i think they do a really really good job with miles specifically of just making him feel uh just down to earth it captures like what it's like to be that age or to be younger and to be in a new environment and trying to fit in and everything like that, just with the little details they give him. And he really feels like a, like a teenager in this day and age, you know, like he knows the lingo and, and whatever. So oh yeah, they, well, they do a really good job. Yeah. And they make him human where he's just at the beginning, right off the bat, we're mm-hmm. just sitting there and he's, he's singing the song uh, to uh, your sunflower. And he's mm-hmm. like, Tim and it's it, it's up all day. And he, he doesn't know the line. He doesn't, he doesn't know, know the lyrics. Words. Yeah, it's just, maybe I'm a bit. And, and it's great. Uh, you definitely relate to him right away. Um, mm-hmm. He's good. I look at I look at my scores. The um, I gave um, everyone else a four out of five. I thought the support was great. I thought uh, probably the other Spider-Man and the uncle were my two favorites. Uh, definitely. Peter B. Parker and the uncle were my, my two favorite support characters. They, um, and they brought such different stuff, but I guess in the end, they were both kind of cool. <laughs> they, they, oh, were yeah. just, they were just very enjoyable to watch. Bring a cool factor to it. Yeah. I think that's Peter B. Parker. He really brings like a, a subversion of your expectations, which like balances out the movie, you know? Um, Cause he's just like old, old grumpy, <laughs> tired Spider-Man, you know, and right. it's a way you're not used to seeing him. He's like he's like the uh, in you know the Spider-Man Far From Home the the new movie that came out with uh, uh-huh. he's like the Andrew Garfield version of, of Spider-Man just like is, uh, yeah. things went bad and he's not that happy anymore and it's like I kind of want to see that movie I want to see yeah. a new movie with Andrew Garfield where it's just <laughs> like an unhappy Spider-Man he's not a kid it anymore just and he's follows his divorce and his <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad stuff. he's just kind of like a little bit depressed and it's just like I don't know. Uh, I thought, I thought, I thought that movie is great, and I thought Garfield stole the show as far as my favorite Spider-Man in that. Oh movie. yeah, definitely. I, I almost agree with you. I knew one was really good. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and now I gave Kingpin a four, but I think I might have combining it with the Uncle too because <laughs> the Uncle was, I really liked the Uncle as a bad guy. Kingpin was actually kind of a little two-dimensional, so maybe I. I'd switch the foil to a three and then bump miles up to a four. Either way, I, I get up the same score at the end of the day. Yeah, bump him up a bit. I think with Kingpin, like like as a villain, he's a static character. Um, but at least, you know, his motivations are very clear. And he, he also seems human. And they, you know, like with some villains, it's just they're there to further the plot. But at least with with this, you know, in this one, the the, the opposite of the hero. I don't know. What, what would you call him? The bad guy? 
the yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the foil or the, the foil. Yeah, you can you can see why he does what he does. Like it's like under it's understandable. It's not something where you're like, oh, he's he's just evil. You're like, oh, this this is an actual guy who wants his family back. You know. Yeah, it, they they do a great job showing the emotion on his face. Mm-hmm. For animation like they he um and he's such larger than life and they but they 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 show some humanity in him and it's just like so he at least i don't know you feel for him a little bit it's like this is the guy that yeah. kills spider-man within the first five minutes of the movie yeah but... i shouldn't i shouldn't have any positive feelings about them all but yeah but they they do they do a good job of at least bringing a little bit humanity into him definitely so Does... um yeah go ahead Oh, I was just gonna say, and it shows. I I like in a, right in that first part, he kills Spider Man. He just shows um, it establishes his character really, really quickly of of what his tone is, and um, you know, Miles sees that and he he turns around, and tries to get away, and makes a sound, and Kingpin just looks up and he's like, "Kill that guy." Yeah, <laughs> and very just deadpan. All right. Yeah, he's a businessman, you know. Yeah, he's, he's he doesn't <laughs> mess around. He's he is a good bad guy. I like him. I mean, I. I scored him well. I, I like him. I guess uh, the other viewing, he he um, he gets overshadowed by everyone else, but he's a, he is a good villain. I like him. And so all these add up, um, and they get uh, they when it comes to characters in uh, it, it, they 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 ended up ranking eleventh out of all sixteen movies. So okay. kind of in the middle. Uh, to me it's the the characters are great it's not as much what makes this movie uh shine as much it's not the strongest suit they're good enough you know to the point where it's a good you know dynamic it's interesting but it's compared with some of the other best movies ever i could see where you say that yeah compared to other movies now granted these are the best movies so it's it's not fair to necessarily but they uh i think it's still the deepest some of the deepest characters ever for uh animated or even a superhero movie yeah definitely um, i i i only was gonna have one superhero movie in my whole top 10 only one marvel movie made it um but in and i even like nixed wonder woman and not that it would have made it but just kind of like nah nah I, you can yeah. only have there's too many superhero movies out there but spider-man still made it because it was that different that it, yes. it was able to stand on its own it's a different story. Yeah. I think you even got a, for this movie, even the throwaway characters are kind of fun. Um, like the black and white Spider-Man that's voiced by Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, definitely. It doesn't really have a big role in the movie, but it's just <laughs> really funny. Hey, let's, um, you know what? Let's, let's watch where they introduce all them. I actually yeah. really like that scene. Um, I, uh, let's, let's, let's intro to all the Spider-Man. Go, let's, let's go ahead and watch that scene together. Kingpin knows we're coming. We're going to be outnumbered. Don't be so sure. You might need these. You think you're the only people who got to come here? Hey, fellas. It's neat and black and white. Where's that wind coming from? We're in a basement. <laughs> Wherever I go, the wind follows. The wind smells like rain. <laughs> this could literally not get any weirder. It can get weirder. I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. No other reason. I love that scene. Yeah. It's great. Shows some, just from three, you know, entirely different 
almost genres. Their universe, each of their universes is like a genre of, of media. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they, and so it, they, it's just fun that one of the things that I love about this movie is they do get serious how this movie pulls off what's really hard to do and it's have fun and have these total weird characters like spider pig yeah <laughs> spider ham i should say and 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 uh have these but yet still grounded enough that the stakes are high you still worry about the fact that people can die you still feel the emotional ups and downs tremendously like I, I get the chills in some scenes I, I i feel heartbroken for uh miles at times and how they're able to pull that off is is crazy because he makes a joke a lot of times when they make a, a meta joke say say for example that joke where he says where's the wind coming from we're in a basement yeah <laughs> uh, which was a fantastic line uh-huh. A lot of times when they make that joke, it takes you out of a movie. It makes you realize, well, this is fake. It's just animation. No, you right. Know? It's the, because there is no win. And, and a lot of movies will, will sacrifice your, your, how believability in the movie and the believability and just kind of like, and, and make you realize, oh yeah, we're watching a movie and they sacrifice the movie. Like, did you see Thor love and thunder that? Uh-huh. Movie? Yeah. They did that all the time where they just kind of were like, you know what? You're just watching some people play around. This no longer yeah. has any real stakes and stuff. You know, it's a movie. You've seen a hundred Marvel movies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they just, so they, they, they take you out of it. Whereas this one finds a way to make these jokes that are really clever and funny, but yet they don't take you out of the movie. You still are enjoying the movie till the end and you still are just wanting miles to, you know, become spider-man and yeah and save the day and uh what amazing job it does toe in that line they really lean into it i think it's partially thanks to how fast-paced of a movie it is they go from scene to scene to scene with like a really smoothly but just action-packed in every new location they go to i think that's partly why you just stay so engaged and they can lean into these jokes like that i agree 100 percent so uh, let's 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 jump into uh, the dialogue. Uh, I, I wrote down. Let's just let's just whip these off. Give me some of your favorite lines in this movie. I know you wrote some down. Give me give me some of your favorite lines. Um, let's see. So I have a, I have a couple of categories written down. One is like the quips that are you know this classic. It's like a Spider Man thing where he yeah. jokes around while he's fighting. Some of those are really well written. Um, they're pretty funny. What what um, what's a couple that just stand out to you out of all? Like of right at, right at the beginning, he's or when you first see the the Spider Man in the original universe before he dies, and he's fighting the Green Goblin. He's like, I can't have you opening a black hole under Brooklyn. It's it's not zoned for that. And he's like, <laughs> Staten Island, maybe not Brooklyn. <laughs> not Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I like I like that. Um, Super funny. And, and, and what are the other categories you have? So you have just like Spider-Man quips where he's just being a kind of a smart aleck with the back. Yeah, end. just th- those are always funny. But um, the other ones I wrote down are just like, you know, some of the the more powerful lines in the movie just, you know, coming they when they're trying to wrap up that, uh, you know, emotional climax. And 
they, they do really good um, calling back a few lines where they say it at the beginning and they say it again at the end and it has a different meaning. Um, oh, yeah, they save, save that line. I, want, I, I know what one you're talking about. I yeah, want to watch uh-huh. that clip uh, as, we, as, we get to the, as we get to the end. We'll for sure. That. We'll watch that line together. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. That one for sure is one I wrote down. Another one, um, just going back to Kingpin, the villain, he says, uh, it's not always about the money, Spider-Man. And that's like a, that's a cool line that just establishes his character really quickly and gives him some depth. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd think it would be for, it's, it's the opposite. Usually the bad guy's always like, Hey, it's just business. Yeah. And then this bad guy, it's like, you know what? This is personal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that like you know what i don't have to i don't have to kill you but i want to kill you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Makes it kind of fun. um <laughs> and you speaking of uh, black noir i like when he um miles comes in and he's talking about his uncle dying and he's with the group and and black noir is just like oh pretty hardcore origin story right there yeah (laughs) just very blunt (laughs) yeah yeah again a a line that would take you out of the movie but yet it doesn't it It doesn't i think they had to do it that way just because there's been like seven or eight spider-man movies they have to they have to kind of be almost a little bit you know commentary on what they're doing you know kind of a meta thing exactly well they embraced it they're like Mm -hmm. all right what's the what's the thing that everyone's sick of about spider-man it's that we have a thousand spider-man yeah and then they embraced it and they're like you know what let's go with it and then let's make uh let's uh, let's roll and 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 not avoid it and just uh and and, uh let's see i have another line that i thought was good janky old broke hobo (laughs) (laughs) spider-man yeah That's funny. He's talking about his mentor. He gets stuck with the <laughs> yeah. He wanted he he was gonna have the real one. Then he gets that janky old broke hobo Spider Man. Just shows his frustration, and it works really well. <laughs> one of the lines I like that they wrote for Spider Man Noir is in that scene watch before. I think it's right after that when they're introducing introducing him. And it's you know Nicholas Cage obviously is so uh-huh. funny yeah. like. Sometimes I let matches burn down to my fingertips just to feel something, anything. <laughs> oh, and then just match goes out. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I know, I know. And it's and it's his voice too. Yeah. <laughs> I go ahead. Give me your best Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no, that's probably the best I could do. <laughs> oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. Oh, we have to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I don't know how he talks. He's funny. <laughs> I, I like it. Now, um, I like the interactions with uh, Gwen and Miles. I thought produced a lot of great lines. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was one where she, um, she where she's laughing after he says that dumb joke about time is relative, and then she laughs, and then she's just like, "I just thought it was so funny how quiet it was." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that his joke was any good. It was, <laughs> it was it, just it, so awkward. She couldn't just, handle it. Yeah, I love it. I love it because it wasn't a good joke. I, it's like it's like that joke that people tell when it's like, you're like, what's up? And they're like, the sky. And it's like, oh my gosh, if I could have a, I'm like, my yeah. goodness gracious. Uh-huh. I, I, I made my kids vow because it's always kids that say that. 
Yeah. I mean, I've coached kids. I've taught kids and it's always like, Hey, what's up? And they're like this guy. And I'm like, how do you think no one's come up with that before? <laughs> and I made my kids vow to never Just, say that line. Yeah. It's not gratifying. Just a compulsion. <laughs> they hear it from someone and they want to yeah. say it. And they're like, you oh, I want to say it. So I, I made my kids come up with their own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so one of my kids, when someone says, Hey, what's up? They say not dead birds. <laughs> See, that's a good line. That's original. <laughs> a little bit of anti-humor. It's great. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're correct. You got to train them to become, <laughs> have good, you know, a good comedic sense while they're young. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is, this is a quick, uh, we'll see how it translate over the podcast, but this is just a quick interaction too, that I enjoyed with um, Miles and Gwen that I thought uh, was, was kind of funny. Yeah, that's but this is where they're, um, he's just become Spider-Man and he's sweating like crazy. And, and Gwen's just like, oh, what's up with you? And, <laughs> and he, he claims he's going through puberty. Here we go. So sweaty. Why are you so sweaty? It's a puberty thing. I don't know why I said that. I'm not going through puberty. I did, but I'm done. I'm a man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a man. (laughs) Just totally gets away with him. Get away from him. He just keeps talking. (laughs) I know. That that was was another line that, like... uh, I don't know. I did, I hadn't noticed before, but I I laughed out loud. And I don't always laugh out loud, but yeah, that's <laughs> funny. But uh, it, it it goes along well with that when he's also doing that with his uncle, where he's like, "Hey, hey," he's like, you "Put your hand on their shoulder and you say, hey. So. Hey. Yeah, it's funny. It's uh, like that age where you're you're trying to be more adult than you are." <laughs> so awkward around girls luckily oh, yeah. uh, i i never i don't actually know what that's like i have no idea what it was oh anymore. thank yeah thank god <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you were born just smooth and yeah i yeah you can just ask anyone i ever talked to any girl i ever talked to they're like yeah no that guy was uh, smooth and so lining humble up, too. lining up <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to get a piece um so any other uh dialogue jump out at you besides um yeah, that leap of faith will will say, but uh, what what about any others? I don't know if you'd count it as dialogue, but when he gets his um, when he gets bitten by the spider and gets superpowers, they start putting on his thoughts on the screen in text box. Yeah, like and a comic um, it's book. almost yeah, huh? just like a comic book. But that only starts after he gets his powers, and it's like uh, it becomes like a a narrative voice, the same thing going back to being like a commentary on the, on the movie they're, they're in, you know, it's like, uh, um, like metacognitive thinking, but just on the screen. And i really like how they do that. No, no other movies do that. Um, maybe Scott Pilgrim plays with that a little bit, but it works really well in this instance. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's clever. They just have so many clever things about it. And then, um, also, anyone, anyone can wear the mask, but um, is is a is a good thoughtful line in it. How does, mm-hmm. it, how does the rest of that go? I just wrote anyone can wear the mask. I didn't finish it. Whoever's listening, you finish it in your own head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, 
I wrote down a, I, I, I always put down a, oh, so in the end, so here's the thing. When it came to best dialogue, you got to realize what they, what Spider-Man was competing against. And, and there's a lot of good lines. Again, this is one of the best movies of the decade, but it didn't crush it in dialogue. It wasn't like, I was just like, oh, where did they come up with that? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's clever. It's good. Um, still just ranked 14th out of the 16th movies as far as just, um, as far as the dialogue. So what do you have as number one for dialogue? So I can only, I can say that because we just did that movie because okay. uh, otherwise I'm not revealing the movies, but I can, we had social network, uh, number one for dialogue. Wow. Okay. Here's why social, the thing about social network, why I got number one for dialogue is because could you imagine enjoying that movie without good dialogue? Like it has no. to, it's carried by its dialogue. Uh-huh. It's written by Aaron Sorkin. And all the converse, who's one of the greatest writers of all time, as far as I'm concerned. And he, the conversations are so fast paced and clever. And these, these are just, I, I, I couldn't imagine Spider-Man with, written by Aaron Sorkin. Like, like, I don't know if it, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't really accomplish what it's trying to accomplish. It would, it'd be really good, but mm-hmm. uh, it can't. And then, and then the other, the other great movies were, you know, I mean, Django Unchained, just, just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's they're carried by the dialogue in those Mm -hmm. movies, Um, and and this this movie doesn't have to be carried by dialogue. You could actually, you could enjoy this movie just with the the soundtrack and music going and watching it. Oh yeah. You could watch this movie in another language and you would probably enjoy it just as much. Like if you just watched yeah. it. And, um, because it's not the dialogue that carries it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and, and it doesn't need to. Now, if they, if they beefed up the dialogue in the next movie, maybe that's somewhere they can go. I actually, I'm, I'm really curious where they go with it the, because they're making a sequel to this. Yeah, I'm and, excited to see it. Oh, definitely. But there's... There, I've listened to interviews with the director, and he he's he's he talks about how stressful it is. I bet because it's just like it's just it's you know you're you're um you're going into uh you're you're trying to match something that was so clever. I, I'm, I'm what was his name again? I'm, it, I'm just... They had to do something that had already been done many many times. Do it differently enough that it's entertaining and unique and now they have to do that again <laughs> right let's see oh yeah oh writers was yeah phil lord um who phil lord's great he's mm-hmm. he's done like parks and rec and um he's 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 very clever he's oh very yeah clever. so good good clever stuff you know yeah but there's so many other aspects of this movie that make it a great movie right exactly and so uh, let's let's get into it. Let's talk about some of the best scenes. Go ahead, start us off. Give us give us one of your favorites off the bat. Um, so there's one scene. Obviously, I'm, we'll talk about it. That's what, one of the best scenes in any movie ever, and it has almost no dialogue. Um, but we'll, well, go I'm, ahead. I'm go assuming ahead we'll probably that. do that at the end. Just it's the emotional climax of the movie when he suit when he suits up and you know. That's, learns to control his powers and comes into let's his own. Let's just watch it right now. Let's just, uh, yeah. let's just do it. We're, we're all itching. It. We've been talking about it. We've been dancing around. <laughs> let's just watch 
that that first scene where miles becomes spider-man oh, that's so good we, we get the we get the chills it's got uh, i'm gonna give a little preview into one of the categories that this movie does unbelievably well in and that's soundtrack and score amazing and, and so that's what we're bringing into this i mean we get the climax of the movie we have some amazing soundtrack and and then the visuals especially when he is falling down and it flips the screen i just get the chills just talking about it oh stunning so um just yeah pull it up if at at home and we'll we're gonna listen to it right now because you can't just listen to it incredible and now is where he gets his comic book too now they slap down the comic book bam and it's all cool yeah he gets his full (laughs) costume (laughs) incredible that scene has some of the best sound design of of any sequence probably what do you mean by that the best sound design so the the song what's up danger that's a that's an actual song that they asked him to write for this movie but it, they fit it in so well with the score and it, they blend it really, really well. And then the sound effects too, like the sound of his basketball shoes, like squeaking against the glass as he runs across the side of that building. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah. all comes together really, really well. And it just gives you like an adrenaline rush. Like it, like you said, gives you the chills when you watch that scene is it just oh, yeah. very, very powerful. Yeah. I mean, it's a song that I think is an awesome song and See, I, I, I love this. You know what? Let's just jump. Let's, uh, no, no. We'll, we'll save the score and soundtrack. But I love when it, it's rare where you can take us. They, 
most movies have a soundtrack and they have a score. Yeah, it's two different things. It's two different things, and it's great, and I have no and no no problem with that. But rarely do you get the mix of the score with the soundtrack, and they totally did that with this song. Plus, the most dramatic scene. It's it's a fantastic scene, without a doubt. And um, visually, is just oh yeah, and amazing. Really, really cool what they what they did there. Um, and they use some kind of uh, they use some parallels as well. Um, like at the the just one shot where he's you know he's swinging and he shoots up into the sky and it, his words follow him on the screen it says woo he's because he's flying um that scene it parallels at the beginning when he first tries to jump off a building and he just falls and it's like the same shot if you put him side by side but he's falling down and he's screaming and his words follow him as he falls down but this time he's going up and so oh yeah nice something nice. visually that they parallel yeah, good call. That's true. That's right. Yeah. I love I love it. That's so I agree. That's that's definitely the best. That's the best scene, uh, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, meeting all this. I, I have, you know, that's getting his new suit. And then that whole scene, meeting all the Spider-Man we already saw. Finding out his uncle is, um, is oh, that guy. So that scene i it's it, it it's done really well you can't play it on a, a podcast and listen to it because it's all kind of quiet and the, uh-huh. the he's like hiding and it's like <laughs> it's like no this is a really good scene you can imagine and it's just over the podcast it wouldn't i i mean people would be like wait did the podcast just drop did the volume it am i am yeah. i still getting this <laughs> really quiet until the music comes in but. <laughs> yeah and then it just um but and then it has that classic which we just heard that yeah the the prowler's theme is, is really yeah. good that kind of makes that scene too it gives you an adrenaline rush yeah so those were my top three um scenes what am i what am i uh so i agreed on your first and then those other two what what scenes am I missing in the top scenes? So um, the scene when he when he first um, fights Doc Ock is actually really good. Yes, because um, they they all the villains they have a little different take on them, and obviously in this one it's that Doc Ock is a woman, and she's the scientist, you know, and so that that scene where they reveal that is so clever, and not a second is wasted. It's so compact of like every single second there's like a funny line and like once they start fighting the action is really just tightly spaced and it's it's really really good because you get these like really funny quips from peter b parker as he's fighting the doc ock and it's like a million things are happening at once but they do it so fluidly that it just works really well yeah they do and that's a great point in the in a lot of movies you 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 lose sense of where you are during fight scenes mm-hmm. um you're just kind of like all right are they and, and but this one they they do a great almost like staging even though it's a cartoon but they they find a way you know he's in the hallway running but you can feel because of the the shadows and it's glass you can feel that she's right there so it makes sense when one of her tentacles bust through the glass and and right in front of him because you, exactly. you get it, you get a good sense. They they do a great job, which really isn't easy. In a lot of movies, they don't you, they don't do that that well. And, exactly uh, of of staging and figuring out where people are. It really is choreographed in the way they do it, and they can probably do some things that you wouldn't even able to do filming in real life um, because it's animation. 
like they can do some insane camera moves and stuff like that, but they really do have to choreograph it the same way you would, you know, like uh, filming live, you know, like, okay, our camera's going to move this way and, you know, our scene's moving. Right. They do the same thing with the 3D models, but they just do it so brilliantly. Yeah, they just, uh, yeah. But it is nice that you can just build your own world. You're like, you know what? I need this room to be this much bigger. Uh -huh. Click, click, and oh, now it is great. They can adjust it. Yeah, and for that, actually, funny that you bring that up for that, um, the last scene where he, um, you know, the climax scene and he's jumping off the building. They, if you scaled those buildings up, like the way they did the 3D models to make the scene work of like the timing they needed, like those skyscrapers are like 13 miles tall if they were like scaled up to real size. So it's it's not to scale at all. They like played with the with the sizes and <laughs> they had to to make it you know work for the animation. But that would never work in real life. And that's even if you're using three you know physical 3D models. Right. So he'd be getting to the bottom way too quick. Exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. And the stuff. Yeah. The way they wanted the scale and like that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 a good point. That's a good point. All right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I I think that's that's it as far as um, memorable scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I I agree. There's a lot of the thing about this movie. To me, it's not about the scenes. There's there's good scenes in it, but it's. It's the entire flow of the movie that does well. So this this movie did a lot better in in plot than it did in memorable scenes for me. Not really? that, yeah, I I agree. I have them switched. You have you have it switched. That's oh, that's yeah. good. Like uh, you you think the it's it's scene to scene that carries it rather than the overall plot. Mm -hmm, definitely. Uh, say why? Why do you think that? Yeah. So for me, memorable scenes has a has a perfect score, like the max score you could give. Because each scene is very stylized, and it's it's each section. You're gonna it's it's heavily driven by the music. There, the music is sets the tone. It gives it a pace. It gives it a setting, and then you switch to the next scene. It's almost like flipping a page in a comic book. They'll, they're in a different location. They're doing different, and then, and the music's different. And it the music sets the timing really really well. And each one is so different and so entertaining and compelling to watch that you just you're drawn in every single time as far as the plot goes the plot is great um but it's just it's the classic hero's journey you know it's 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 like a, the timeless thing if it ain't you know if it ain't broke you know it's right 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 just the usual plot which is really good it's really well written but that's why those two are switched for me that's a, that's a that's a really good point I, I i like that so when i scored plot I'll just jump a little bit ahead to the plot has the most points that are involved. It's actually six categories all added up okay. scores that make the final plot score ranking. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's a lot. So one of the things I do with plot is originality flow and presentation. Um, so in originality, I gave this a five out of five. And I agree with you completely that it's it's actually a plot we've heard a million times mm -hmm. as far as originality. But I guess I was just so won over by the concept. I think the multiverse and the characters coming all over the place. Oh, def definitely. That's very original. Yeah, that's what won me over in originality. And I gave it a full five out of five because I just thought it was just, it was so original. 
Now the mm -hmm. flow was a three out of five because it, it is, it's about scenes to scenes to scenes. Mm -hmm. And it has a good, it, it, nothing's out of place or anything, but it's not, um, it, it's, it's, I don't, I don't even think it needs to be built on uh, the flow of it all. It's just, yeah. Uh, I mean, but sometimes I, I, you can almost, I was trying to find a, a scene when we, when I was preparing for this and I couldn't remember where it was in the movie. Um, Cause I was like, yeah. oh, where, where, where did that, where was that? Was that the beginning or in the middle? So yeah. it was a little bit, um, it was a little tricky. So the flow, it's just three out of five, but then the presentation was easily a five out of five. Easy. But, I mean, it's just the, the, it's just, the, the the scale the visuals i i don't know how you could if if i could give it a six out of five i, I would give it a six out of five it, it I, deserves I it yeah so these are all my points that go into plot so where i agree it's a bunch of mem uh great scenes but um all these uh, this is this is these are all the points that add together to give it a plot score and then okay. i also broke out plot into just i was flat out okay the beginning middle and end how what how'd it go and and for me um it scored the beginning was just a three they did a good job getting characters established but mm -hmm. it's not the most memorable i kind of if i'm gonna watch the movie i i don't i almost wouldn't start it from the start i'm just kind of like let's just jump into where it's just, let's just jump in just we get, let's just jump in in the middle interesting um, i get the middle and then the i think it's i the very ending is good but then it's just your your typical fights at the end it i think i think the movie's its best in the middle all the way up to where miles becomes spider-man and then it's it's a great fight scene in the end but it's 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 actually it has some different stuff to it especially when they're like flying around it, within buildings and cars that are floating around in the sky it, it's, it's yeah a little bit clever exactly i i would agree with you i'd say the middle is really where you get a lot of the the weight of the movie um but i would have to say like as far as the beginning goes um it beats a lot of movies for the way it establishes you know um setting and characters without being slow because so many of the movies i've watched recently like i don't know if you saw dune yeah that has the longest beginning ever, and it just feels very, very slow. And Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse gets it done in maybe five, five to ten minutes, and and the plot starts. You know, so for me, it does a really good job in the beginning. Yeah, um, I'd agree. I, a lot of movies, it's hard. It's beginnings are hard. And I was just as you were talking, I was kind of glancing at what movies did get a full five out of five, and I only have a couple that got a full five out of five. I can mention one because we've already done it, and that's Django Unchained. Mm -hmm. um, right at the beginning, uh, has it just catches you right off the bat. Oh yeah, you, you can listen to that if, if you want to know more about Django. But um, so so some movies, it's it's really hard to do a, a great beginning, and I think they do a good beginning. It just um, I don't know. I I got I you know the the computer. I I don't I don't in the end score this. I mean yeah. I put. I put my input in, but the computer does the work. So I oh, definitely. Yeah, right. I can't argue with that. <laughs> so can't. yeah. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. So in the end, um, plot, they got seven, it got seven out of 16. 
Out of the mm-hmm. sixteen movies, it got a it got a seven, so it was right there in the middle, uh, which is which is great when you're fighting against all the best movies. The best movies, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's pretty deserved. I yeah. I I'd probably put it around there. Yeah. Um, couple of the quick a couple of the quick sections. Impact, um, impact. I only ranked them one through four. I put put them in tiers, one through four. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I didn't want impact to have as much of a, uh, as much of an as impact. As, uh, yes. Yes. As much of an impact as the plot, other, other categories that mean a lot more. So impact, um, didn't have as much weight, but it's still got in the top tier as far as impact. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, it changed a lot of people's minds about animation and what you can do and about superhero movies and just the, the buzz that came around it was unlike any other movie throughout the decade seriously it 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 thrived on word of mouth and everyone was talking about it i would i mean i'm you know pretty involved in internet and social media stuff and for a good couple months there was a lot of scenes and clips and stills from the movie that were floating around the internet and getting memed on and you know people were talking about it for a long time yeah it, more more than most movies and when a really big movie does come out people talk about it um but you know people take clips and lines from the movie and like turn it into like you know a joke you turn it into a meme and stuff like that and that happened a lot with this movie because people were excited about it i think ultimately yeah it, it was it 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 didn't even need advertising it just got carried by itself on it went on its own powers yeah and exactly. and that goes along with universal so Universal, I also, because I wanted to also give movies a little bit of weight based on how adored they were by the rest of the public. Mm-hmm. And so this was completely based off like Rotten Tomato scores as far as how the public liked it. And it was also in the top category. There's, there's not really any bad, any bad comments about it. It's, it's well loved and it's, and it got, uh, it was, it was tops as far as universal yeah definitely appeal so let's um i actually this plot's usually the last category but because i wanted to save the best for last in this category i saved the score and soundtrack for last in this movie good um (laughs) unbelievable soundtrack unbelievable i gotta i i gotta say i just want to like i'm probably i may just add a bunch of songs as we're talking into the background when yeah. I when I edit this thing. Good idea. Just, just just all the great songs. I mean you got Sunflower. You have a biggie song. Hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> super and, and, good. I, I love it. Jump it's around. A, they jump around in there. Yeah. It's a they, remix. They had put a new verse on it. Oh, really? I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't catch that one. I, di- I saw that they have, there was one site I saw and it had 30 different songs. Um, just just different spots in it where it's just like he's you know it's it's on someone's headphones as they're walking by 
Yeah. Uh-huh. And, 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 and great stuff. And so there's a lot of good songs that are, have already been done. Like they even throw in St. Elmo's fire. Um, you know, just, you know, you know, that song, right. Where it's, um, oh, how do, how do it, um, it's, uh, oh, and there's no, but, um, I can feel the man in motion. I can, I can hear the sun going higher yeah. and higher. I mean, that's a totally old song. Yeah, it's like an eighties song. Yeah, and and yeah, here it is in this movie with all these great rap and hip hop songs, and suddenly they have "Man in Motion" on there, and it just fits really well. While they're just like kind of gearing up a little bit, almost or stretching, yeah. whatever they're doing. <laughs> exactly. There's uh, the Juice World song. I was gonna bring up Juice World. Juice World's on this movie. Like that was awesome. You know. Yeah. And then they got, and then they have start a riot. Where is his friend, his roommates walking into the room and he's like, yeah, laughing real hard. Uh-huh. Just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's just this great song. Some harder music. Yeah. What's up danger? which we heard something you have to point out about this movie is it's phenomenal use of diegetic music which is where um the music that the audience hears is also in directly in the universe of the movie so the characters in the movie can also hear the music and they do this a lot at the beginning but throughout the whole thing really is the the song that's playing is the song that miles has on his headphones and um, like he's walking to school and he's putting stickers on stuff. And mm-hmm. um, when he trips and falls, his headphones fall off and the music stops because he's not listening to it anymore. And us, the audience, we're not listening to it anymore either. So the music is directly, a lot of the music they use is diegetic. It's directly in universe as opposed to incidental music. Right. And it brings course. us right into the film. Uh-huh. Yeah, another, so there, not many movies do that, but there's, they do it really, really well. Another movie that does that is Baby Driver, and they do a really good job. That those are really the only two movies that do it the level. Um, oh, that's the right. That's it. right. Yeah, he always puts in his headphones and then starts driving. That's yeah, or like when they're he's with his uncle and they're spray painting. There, uh, his uncle brings a boombox and he he presses play on it, and that's when the music starts. And the music is going with the scene, but it's also it's playing from the boombox in the movie. Right. So. Oh, that's a great point. I, 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 I love that. It, they, yeah, that's why this, this movie, it ranked one out of one out of 16. It ranked as the best score sound, slash soundtrack because it has great, it has both. I mean, the soundtrack is one, but the, the score is really good too. They have really good. And then they blend it like what we talked about before. Oh, with what's up danger. Yeah. It's and amazing. Then, and then at the end that the song elevate, I I I I mean my 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 oldest she's 18 and she was she was playing the Spider-Man soundtrack nonstop in our house 
and I get sick of the music she keeps playing over and over again in our house yeah. sometimes. No, not, <laughs> no, no, hon, if you're listening, I love the music. Keep it up. You're great. Fantastic. But, <laughs> But I never got sick of the Spider-Man soundtrack when she was playing it. And and I was just like, where's it? Where? She plays a song. I'm like, where's this from? And she's all Spider-Man soundtrack. I'm like, of course, of course. Of course like, oh, this is a really good song. Where is it? Sp- oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Spider-Man soundtrack. Spider-Man soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> super, super good. Oh, and yeah. is that song, I'm not sure who it's by, but right after the first Spider-Man dies, it's like, I'm not scared of the dark. I'm not scared of the dark. That's a great one. I'm not scared. With X, yeah, with XXX, then pass in. That one's so good. Yeah, super good. Some super good pop and hip hop in there. That one's sick. <laughs> it's uh, there's so many good songs. I I mean I don't know how how they did it. I mean where did they get where did they get the cred to do it? Because I'm looking at the IMDb page and I'm not necessarily seeing that like Phil Lord, the the writer of uh, Parks and Rec, has yeah. a lot of street cred to get <laughs> all the best rappers. All the best rappers in, like in the yeah. world are on on this oh, movie. Okay. It's insane. <laughs> I'm seeing the directors. It's like a Bob, Peter, Rodney. I don't know. I'm I'm not seeing <laughs> someone somewhere brought in a team and they really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they're just they're just like you know what we're we got a we got a updated Spider Man. You guys want to be in it? And they're like, yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So, as far as the score goes, I'm I don't know if you're gonna bring it up yet or if I'm jumping ahead a little bit, uh-huh. but the motifs that they use. Um, there's a couple really, really good motifs in this movie. Explain and what do you mean by that? So all the best, all the best movies of all time, the best scored movies of all time, all have motifs for each character, like you know, mm-hmm. Star Wars okay. and ET, and you know, yeah, when Darth Vader walks and in, he has his own exactly. Song. Yeah, this exactly. is a motif. Mm-hmm. And so um, the Miles theme, Miles Morales has his own theme, and it's just this two sections of three notes that goes da da da. you're going to hear that a few times um, whenever he's on screen and whenever he's doing something. And then the Spider-Man motif that's, this is reserved for the first Spider-Man and it it hits it a couple of times with Peter B. Parker is the end, the motif that comes in at the end of a sweet and it goes, and that's, that's on screen when Spider-Man's on screen. And in the end, that climax scene, they bring both those motifs together. It's the only time it goes straight from the miles motif, straight into the Spider-Man motif. And um, it's just a really cool way that they bring in those two themes and they use them both for Miles right at the end when he becomes Spider-Man. Oh, no, I, di- I actually didn't know that part. That's, that, that's great. I love it. Thank you for mm-hmm. that, that insight. Um, yeah, the, the, I, lo- I love that too. I, it, it changes the movie. And definitely the Prowler, as we talked about before, his music just the, the the alarm sound that it makes yeah he's on the scene just it's um, it's like anxiety inducing almost yes yes <laughs> and you were definitely now were you totally shocked by the way when the prowler was his uncle oh yeah i mean the first time i saw it yeah it was huge twist yeah but i, I didn't you... see it coming i didn't even think to see it coming 
I yeah. wasn't when I was watching going, oh, I wonder who that prowler's gonna be. I wasn't yeah, thinking no that. I was just like, oh, he's just a bad guy. Even, I don't I don't I don't remember the prowler and anything, but yeah, he, whatever. He's a bad he's, guy. Yeah, bad guy. Even when he's at he's at his uncle's apartment and the prowler comes in, I still wasn't thinking, why is he there? You know, why is he coming into <laughs> his uncle's apartment until he takes off his mask and it's him you know oh yeah 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 <laughs> it, it's it's um it's it's a great it's a great twist which doesn't lose its, its effectiveness as you watch it again like as yeah. you watch it again you're almost hoping it doesn't happen like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just as powerful each time you watch it because uh -huh. you're just like no 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 don't be the uncle oh no come on this time i want him to pull off the mask and it's not the uncle it's just, it's some, just some other dude yeah yeah, yeah. i uh it's, it's such a bummer because you really love their relationship and yeah it it's like ah oh, and it all it makes sense when you go back like you know and you watch it again and when he hangs out with his uncle at the beginning you know it's like oh, this all adds up that that's who he is, you know, and how his dad, who's a cop disapproves of him, you know, and, mm -hmm. and so and it, it's like, how, oh, he knew how he found that place to spray paint, because it was yeah. down where that uncle had been for the uh, reactor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they throw little clues at you, but it's still a really good twist. Oh, yeah. You, you, I don't expect it all. I like the relationship that they do with him and his dad. Mm -hmm. Just the like at the beginning, He's just really treating him like a kid. And he's also yeah, on his speaker. He's like, say, I love you. I'm not leaving till you say I love you. And then later in the movie, when he's at the door and he says, I love you, Miles, you don't have to say it back. He's like giving him his space. He's letting him grow. And uh, dynamic characters. Because you, Can you imagine, you know, being that? at the beginning and you're at a new school in front of all your classmates <laughs> oh, and your geez. dad says that over a speaker. Oh, that just, it's like secondhand embarrassment. You just want to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when I watch it with my kids, I'm like, see miles, he just has to own it. He's got to be like, yeah, I love you, dad. And he's just like, Hey, that's how we, I, that's how I roll. I love my dad. Yeah. He loves me. And then just like own it. I always tell my kids, so I'm like, whenever something embarrassing happens, just, just don't try go the opposite way. Just as soon as it, you like, lean into it, it takes away anyone's power to make fun of you for it. Yep, hundred so. percent. Let you listen up, kids, all uh -huh. you uh, teenagers that are listening to the listing podcast. <laughs> lean, <laughs> lean into it. Lean into it. Yeah. Uh, what about was your I your your dad always struck me as the 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 dad in this movie, the cop dad. He's oh yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> A little bit tough love, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Totally, exactly. I, I totally see that. Yeah, no. My dad is just like that. And ultimately, you know, it, he's awesome. And you kind of see this. I, it's probably a relationship a lot of people have with their dad, you know, and and you come to, you see that growth throughout the movie with Miles' dad, where he says, just like you brought up, like, oh, you don't have to say it back. And in the end, Miles does lean into it. And, you know, he's, he realizes that his parents really are there for him and he loves his dad. And that's really cool. So hopefully that's something that everyone can do with, with their parents is, you know. Yeah realize that over the course of your life exactly and i'm the uh i'm the lawless uncle that is secretly a, a bad guy right so, <laughs> yeah probably know you could be never tell anyone anything about what you did during the no, day no. <laughs> no. yeah it's so uh there you go there you go well um before i give you the final result of what this movie ranked um what you got anything left to add Anything we uh, left out? I have one more interesting point worth mentioning. Um, 
and this might go back to the plot a little bit. It's a little, mm-hmm. it's a little subtle detail that even if you've seen it a few times, you might not catch it. Um, but the the original Peter Parker, the blonde Peter Parker that dies at the beginning, his MJ um, in this universe betrayed him, like sold him to Kingpin. Um, and it never says it on screen, but if, like go back and watch it and you'll see what I'm talking about. When he, when he first, you know, fights Kingpin and Kingpin's about to kill him and he's talking to Miles and he's like, okay, listen, like trust no one, but he's got everyone in his pocket and um, just makes that little note. And then later in the movie, his, well, first of all, at the funeral, his MJ isn't very broken up about his death. She's given a speech or whatever. She's not crying. She's not sad. And then later in the movie, they go to that, um, when they go to, at the, at the ending scene, they go to get into the collider to Mm -hmm. disable it. Yeah, she's, she's. They enter through that, that big gala, that event that Kingpin is hosting and Uh she's there. MJ is there. So why why would she be at this you know rich event hosted by kingpin it's because she um she sold out she like I, or she did something that she accepted money or, or betrayed her original spider-man and that's kind of why i think that he dies at the beginning because huh so know, is this is this a theory that you're brewing up or is this like i, I think it's checked more of a out theory. by the director like the director's like yep mj's MJ sold him out. She's the worst. Yeah, I, I don't think he. I don't think it's a it's like anything ever said by the director or the writer. But go watch it again, and it's like, it's it's pretty obvious that something happened where his MJ is not on wasn't on his side. You know, like I don't. I can't think of any other reason why she would be at that event at the end at, at King at Kingpin's. You know, like celebration. Right, and he, the he's the main everyone, bad guy. Why would yeah. she be there? You know, I, I didn't get that either. And also, everyone's wearing like a Spider-Man mask, and it seems a little poor taste. It's poor right? taste, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like why? But that bread scene was fantastic. Yeah. With, this, with 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 uh, Peter B. Parker, where he's just like, I should have brought you the bread, and I didn't. I let yeah. you down. <laughs> he's like, okay, that's he's great. Really talking about having kids, yeah, but she's <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? I was going to show one last scene. It's the saying goodbye scene that I really like. Definitely. This is when he says goodbye to um, Peter B. Parker. And that kind of, he takes the mantle over as the next Spider-Man. Leap of faith. I promised we'd get back to that, and we did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I promise we come back. I, I, uh, I love that. It, it brings it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like how um, in that last scene too, Miles is doing the exact same moves that the first Peter Parker did when he was jumping on the reactor. He like does, yeah. They call that back. Yeah, yeah. The, right. A good callback there. Um, uh, there was, there was actually, if you go throughout this movie, there's tons of little things in the movie that show it as an alternate universe. Instead yeah. Of, instead of Planet Hollywood, I saw Planet Inglewood. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that one? Uh huh. Um, and instead yeah. of Coca Cola, it says Coca Soda. <laughs> no, I, I didn't catch that one. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so the uh, Peter B. Parker's universe is our universe. When it shows his universe briefly, it's like the normal Coca-Cola and everything's normal. 
But Miles' universe, the universe in which the movie is set, is the different one. There's even like the Chance the Rapper poster, and uh, it said instead of Chance the Rapper, it says something, it says something funny. I, I don't remember what it says, but he has like a four on his hat instead of the Yankees, and yeah, little differences like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I loved it. Um, so, what? Anything else left to add? Um, I don't think so. I think that's about everything I had. Well, perfect. Um, I, it, the movie does a great job, brings the whole thing together. He, mm-hmm. Over and over, he falls. Um, and that's the first line in the movie. No matter how many times I get knocked down, I get up. And then that's the whole theme of the movie. And I, I try and instill that into my kids almost more than anything. So I love this movie for it. It's just like, mm-hmm. just I, I, I always want them to fail. I mean, people have the biggest fear of failure. And it's just like, just go out and fail. Because you'll that's find that's how you learn, they, and and you, it's not as bad as you think it is either. It's just like exactly. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah, and if you if you fail a lot, then you're used to it. It's actually <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't hurt as much. It takes the sting away. Winning is great, but you don't learn any. Well, you don't learn as much when you win. Yeah, so gotta go and yeah. fail. And and it, well, the winning means more when you've put effort into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So the final the final score. Now, granted, I, I, I ranked 16 movies, mm-hmm. mind you. So when I, so this one, it, it, it could have, if it, if it wasn't good enough, it wouldn't make the top 10. So it did make the top 10, but it was ranked nine. So nine isn't, it's mm-hmm. not like you're, you're top, it's still top 10 and it still made it for a cartoon that's, that's, a cart slash animated movie that's yeah. that's amazing that it was nine out of ten um that it got that high it had it had a it had so many obstacles going against it going into this uh ranking of just just how hard it, it is to for a, a kid's movie to to break into it yet it did oh definitely so, yeah it so does getting in the top 10 is 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 that's 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 achievement right there, right there. It beat so many good movies. I can't yeah. tell you. I, I want to do an honorable mentions at the end. And in fact, I'll I'll uh, I'll end up shooting you a, a text and everyone that was on the show to give me one of the movies that they thought should have been in the top ten that wasn't. Oh, definitely. But, uh, and I'll I'll devote an honorable mentions podcast to it. But uh, thank you so much, Andrew. This Thanks was this me. was a this was a blast. I love talking about this movie. It's fantastic. I have so many good things to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, and and you and you made it uh, you made it so much fun to talk about it without a doubt. And uh, cool, we'll cool. we'll we'll catch you next time. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to the Liston podcast. And I, and uh, you know any questions or comments? If you think it should have been ranked high or anything, just email at Liston podcast at gmail.com listen with two t's let's listen with you know but list 10 do you list get 10. you get it uh, you get it yeah yeah you get it <laughs> nice little all double right. entendre there yes yes all right well all right and let's see thanks dan i appreciate it thanks for having me on you bet man you bet thanks i can't coming. wait i can't wait to hear the rest of the list